Hello everyone, welcome back to another Scrum Diddly Umptious episode of Auto Save Disabled. I'm your host, Caleb Center. This is me, Trevor King Thick. And today is another uh, long uh, awaited installment. I don't know if it's been long awaited or not, <laughs> but it's been a while since we've done one. But uh, a new installment to the recent games episodes where we talk about games we've played within the past uh, few months or so. Well, basically since between the last episode. Which has been a, a decent bit, honestly. Yeah. Because uh, my games typically kind of change in between the months. Like, I'll get hyper fixated on a game for um, two months, and then I'll just... I, I Not necessarily stop playing it, but I'll start getting away from it. Yeah. Kind of like how it was for me and Elden Ring. I hyper fixated on that game for... Oh, I wouldn't even say hyper fixated. That was my fucking life. Yeah, I mean, that's... Yeah, I uh, I did pretty much the same thing whenever Elden Ring came out as well. That was that, that was a lot of time. Oh yeah, uh, <laughs> it's funny because when I think about it, it's like you know every time I get into like thinking about playing like a JRPG or something like that, or um, anything close to that would you know I think to myself I was like man it's gonna be like a hundred hours. It's like I'm going to devote a lot of my time. To I was this like game. man, I was like you know I don't want to play it because I'm like man it's gonna be like a hundred hours and everything. I was like man that's just oh, man I don't know if I got that in me right now. And then Elder Ring comes out or something like that. It's just like I'll, next thing I know, like a week or two later, I'm looking at the time on my character and it's just like a hundred and two hours. I was like well shit. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> This was not planned. <laughs> I did the same thing with Dragon Quest, though, to be fair. Uh, Dragon Quest, was it 11? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, whenever I got hit, I just randomly got it on a whim because I was like, yeah, I want to try it. Then, like, the next thing I know is... Well, like, you were also... Off for that quarantined. entire week. No, that was that was the week we got off for the... Uh, I got off for the uh, snowstorm. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Shit. yeah that's right. Yeah. So, yeah, <clears throat> uh, we... <laughs> I had a whole week, and I'm just like shit man opportunities knocking and then next thing i know there's 100 hours in that game i was like shit <laughs> but anyway uh one big one uh we need to go go ahead and get out of the way because me and trev both can say this one uh for honor yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah for honor has now granted i haven't i haven't sat down you you've put more time into it than i have because i jumped in a little bit later <laughs> yeah but like i haven't actually played it in probably about a week or two now same yeah like i just haven't played it at all i, I think me and you both really needed a break because yeah. we were binging the shit out of that game every night every weekend yeah i i looked at my shit i can just pull up my ubisoft app and it'll tell me how much time i have in it right now it, it's kind of sad because i mean that's that's all i played for how long? Three months or so, maybe something, four. Something like that. I wouldn't say four months. It was um, it was a while though. Let me let me check. Um, do 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 stats. <laughs> Stat screen. <laughs> three hundred eighty six hours. Keep Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> three hundred eighty six hours, and my total reputation is still only eighty. Yeah. And then you look at people we've uh, ran into online. They're like rep four eighty two or some shit. Yeah, they're like, they're like high triple digits every time. Uh, but I, but uh, that's three hundred eighty six hours total. But a whole fifty three minutes in PvP. 
<laughs> Which is definitely a lot more than what I thought I'd put into it, but yeah, it was kind of okay. PvP-wise, let me put it like that, it was kind of okay. I definitely got spanked a lot, but there were a few times I, I had to put my thinking cap on. I, I messed up really bad for my first PvP match being, one, accidental, and, and two, being with Shaolin. Yeah, <laughs> you're not all too familiar with. Which still kind of surprised me in that one PvP match that I had. I, I played as Tiandi, and I did really good. Man, Tiandi is just movement. That's yeah, I mean, I mean that's what I did. All I did was faint and yeah, dodge I mean, and like I rarely committed to attacks. The only attacks that I would commit to was whenever you um guard break or anything. You or? get I think if you land a heavy, you get like a guaranteed light. Oh yeah, yeah like yeah, if yeah. you get like the dodge yes. heavy, you'll get like a guaranteed tap on the forehead. Yeah, and all that. But other than that, I mean, yeah, I've been playing the shit out of For Honor. But, uh, that game I was definitely just planning on sticking with the Knight class, because I got in it, and I was like, damn, these are really, there's some weeby motherfuckers over here, and I didn't give a shit about actually playing as the Vikings, but now the Vikings are, are I kind of I kind of like playing as some of the Vikings, but, like, really the only Viking I enjoy playing is, is Valkyrie. That's it. Raider, I can just turn my brain off and play him. Anybody can. Yeah. Raider, Jormungandr, he's just... Ah! That's, that's all he consists of. The samurai, I've... I, I, I told myself day one, I'm like, I'm never going to main a samurai character. And then look at me, I ended up maining like two of them. Two or three of them. Yeah, whenever I first hopped on, I was mainly wanting to play the samurai. So I was complete opposite of you. And, uh... <clears throat> And then it uh, ended up being, you know, most of my uh, repped up repped up characters was uh, with the knights. <laughs> because... Yeah, I mean, by far my my highest rep faction is my knights. It's just not not a lot in the samurai faction really interests me a lot besides just like Orochi and Kenshin and Kyoshin. You mean Kensei? Or Kensei, yeah, my bad. <laughs> yeah, Orochi, Kensei, and uh, Kyoshin are the main ones that like really interest me. Oh yeah, me. Kyoshin's dope as shit. I like Kyoshin. And I think a lot, I think a lot of uh, more like I I think it helped a lot that I picked up Kyoshin after ripping up Black Prior to like rep four. Another so. thing that really helped you is that you actually branched out finally. Yeah, yeah, because you just got like you just got caught in that loop of just playing one character over and over, and then whenever you finally started to branch out, you yourself got better because you could apply other mechanics from other characters to like almost every character, like yeah. like knowing when to faint. And I mean, because once you, because once you start getting, I don't want to say good, but once you start getting okay with everybody, then if you start fixating on one character, then you're a lot better. Yeah. Because then once you start playing as everybody, you know everybody's strengths, you know everybody's weakness. You well, know I mean, you can you can uh, like even I noticed like my, because uh, Orochi was of course my main character for shit like four or five reps, and then I started playing other characters or so. Yeah. And then, like, after playing more characters and stuff, I even noticed that my Orochi play got way better. Yeah. Because you remember, you remember what, the way I used to play Orochi. <laughs> I just run in, just top heavy a whole bunch. <laughs> R2, R2. <laughs> and, and dodge. But now now I've gotten to the point where I actually 
think about you know dodging or maybe fainting a heavy and then dodging or you are canceling all my recoveries and everything too i mean even though we're just playing against bots and everything you still gotta think yeah it still helps to imply other mechanics and then just r2 yeah because i mean sometimes a bot will throw you off a good bit Mm -hmm. like you'll occasionally get into a lobby with um with like a like a higher level kensei and high level kensei bots are always a pain in the ass or you know like a high level jung jun Jung Jun's always... Oh, Jung Jun. Jung Jun's fucks me up when he's high level. Man. Oh, yeah, Jung Jun. All he's got to do is do that little fucking foot tap and then go into his unblockable shit. I'm just like... Oh, well. I'm just here for the ride. <laughs> Welcome to the blender. Next thing I know, I'm getting choked and I'm just I'm like... Well, I'm just... <laughs> but yeah, definitely, even if you're just playing against bots, like the high level ones almost play basically just like a damn player, so... Well, I wouldn't. They do like they require you to think more, but they always have a set pattern. Yeah, which kind of sucks. But then again, they they react very well to whatever you do. Yeah. So that's where you need to start learning how to faint. Not necessarily mix ups per se, but just know how to work around certain situations. I'd say one of the weirdest things about the bots in that game is. It's weird that, like, the the lowest level bots don't execute. Yeah. Once like, you start getting, like, level 2 and level 3 bots, they start executing. Yeah, which is I find weird. you think they all would just execute it, if yeah. they landed a heavy. But, no, like, if a level 1 bot, like, lands a heavy on you that kills you, they, they just, just sit there They just sit there for a second, and then they just let it go by. They just yeah. don't, they don't do anything about it, which I find very odd. But, I mean, eh. <laughs> I'd rather have that, because that way you can at least get revived. <laughs> yeah, because you get executed, you cannot be revived. No. You have to respawn. Yeah, you have to wait that timer out. Um, Another game that uh, me and you both have played uh, yeah. here recently, which we uh, we actually talked about this in, the, I think, the last recent games, if I remember correctly, but we, uh, we played through Origami 2 again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because... Uh, we both got uh, Origami One while it was on sale for like three dollars. Yeah, that's five bucks. I was like three when I got it. No, it was no. We got it the same time. It was five bucks, dude. It was like four and some change, almost five bucks. The mine said like two ninety nine. Are you sure? Yeah, I'm positive. I don't know that. But uh, we yeah, we both uh, we both got Origami One, and then we start playing it. And we were like, oh my god, this is so ass. <laughs> like, it's not a bad game, but Origami 2 is leagues better. <laughs> oh yeah. And so, like, literally we played, like, the first four missions, maybe. If that. Maybe three missions. I know we made it at least three missions. Yeah. Uh, And then we were immediately just like... Man, this makes me want to play Origami 2 again. I was like, Caleb, <laughs> if you want to get it, I'll buy it. It was like, because it, it wasn't on sale, so it was like $40 on PlayStation. And we, me and him had already played it on Game Pass, which is what we talked about last episode or so uh, on recent games. And uh, I was sitting there debating it for like, what, like 10, 15 minutes or if so? Yeah, <laughs> I was just like, it's a very quick decision. I was like, I'm going to get it. He, he were like, all right. <laughs> <laughs> so we played through the whole game again. <laughs> They, they, which they added a few new modes. They added classic mode, which is really fun. Well, mainly difficulties, I'd say, more than Yeah, modes, difficulties, but, yeah. But um, uh, hard mode was definitely... It wasn't hard, but it definitely made you think a lot more. Yeah, it made you... It made you 
to me, it made it more of a patience game in the long run compared to how we used to play it. Yeah, because used to, we would just be super fucking aggressive. Oh, yeah, we'd be blowing through an entire fucking map like it wasn't nothing. But hard mode, like, if they see you, like, for, like, even a split second, your ass is detected. Yeah. Like, it's just, <laughs> shit goes south fast if you fuck up. And, uh, also, on top of that, like, the other stuff they added was, uh... Oh yeah, the classic mode. Forgot to talk about that, but they added. So you have, you used to you only had like the one difficulty, which was basically just the normal difficulty. Uh, they added easy and hard uh, to go with that. And then they also added a difficulty called classic mode, which is basically they you it plays a little bit more like the first game. It's a it's an it's an extremely polished first game. Yeah, you're able to shadow leap to like actual shadows in the world rather than just ledges and stuff like that. On top of being able to shadow leap to ledges and everything, but you cannot uh, dash while in the air. That's like the only thing that they really took away was being able yeah. to dash in the air. And also, like in the first game, if you were in the light, your stamina didn't recover near as fast, yeah. if at all. But in in the second one, your stamina recovered way faster in shadows, and it recovered a good, like pretty slowly if you were in any kind of light. Which I mean, to be fair, the first game didn't really have like what I would call stamina. Really, it was yeah. more like like an energy bar that just mm-hmm. kind of filled up you had to be in shadow to fill up but uh but it, it classic mode is a good way to, to switch it up if you're used to playing origami 2 uh it definitely took me and trev a little bit to get used to it um but it's a fun way to do it um another thing that they added that i really really enjoyed i know trevor did too because we were talking about it whenever we noticed it but the uh the dye mm-hmm. area where you can dye your clothes Instead of just uh, what it used to be whenever me and him last played it, where you just... Instead of just applying like a general color to your chest, your legs, your helmet. You can actually, you actually have three options of different colors for each piece of armor. So instead of having, say, your headpiece only having one color slot, you can put whatever color on there. You can actually dye uh, the primary color red and then turn, like dye the secondary color black or something. And then dye the, the last color like purple or whatever the hell you want. So you can actually mix and match colors on uh, one piece of armor rather than just having it be one, one generic yeah, thing. one whole color, which is very nice for customization. Which one thing that I, which one thing that I noticed, if I'm not mistaken, like turquoise, like before the update, gave your armor like a weird scarlet tint to it in the undertones. Yeah, and if you had like there was another color that gave it a really bizarre undercolor as well, but that was just like that was the majority of them though. You had this really bizarre undercolor that would follow with it. I'd say one of my only gripes with the way the die works with, uh, this is, this mainly comes with like specific pieces of armor and stuff, but I know you've noticed it mainly, uh, my, my biggest gripe is with the legacy pants. Yeah. Uh, like, like colors would be really dark on the primary, but all like the secondary be and bright as hell. It would like in order for me to have gray on those sashes on the legs, Mm-hmm. You or, have to put black like, on them. Like basically, if I wanted, so like, say you know that that Kurosawa or Kurosoba, whatever it was called, top. Whenever I made it white, it was like a dull white. Yeah. So in order to make the white on those satches match, if I made them white, they were like overly white. So oh, I yeah. had to make them gray just to match the white on the chest piece. Mm-hmm. So and they matched perfectly. Yeah. But it was <laughs> so sometimes you got to do a little bit of stuff like that if you want your stuff to match, like you know really well but yeah, other than that it's it's kind of a very small gripe in my opinion it's nothing too big but that's one thing that i kind of have a very very slight issue with is just that in general which one thing i i doubt that they will but i would like to see that game expanded more but i 
I doubt that the, that the devs would do that. I don't know if they'll ever get expanded more. I think they'll just end up making Origami 3, probably. Well, I mean, which they came out with DLC for one. And to me, two seems Yeah, like but it was a, only a mission. It was just a mission? Yeah, it was just a mission. It was just like a prequel mission to stuff that happened before oh, the... Oh, the hell with that. Yeah. Um, which, I mean, to be fair, Origami 2 in and of itself has plenty of missions in it. Yeah, I think it has over 50. It's like 51 missions in yeah. total. Which might not sound like a lot, but, I mean, it, it kind of is. Yeah. Because, I mean, me and Trev picked it up that one weekend, and we didn't really, we didn't beat it again until probably, what, that week and a half later, maybe, after getting Something it? Something like that, yeah. So, I mean... But then again, that's also because missions would take us twice as long, because we had to be careful. Yeah. We had to be way more careful. But, uh, if you do play, highly recommend playing in hard mode the entire time because whenever you play a mission for the first time whatever difficulty you play it as you're going to get the full experience the experience points from that difficulty and, and the full and, money and full money but if you replay it uh it's cut down by like half or so or a little over half maybe um on the xp points and gold yeah so if you if you play it a mission first on normal and then go back and play it on hard, you're not going to get anywhere near as much XP and gold as you would if you just played on hard to begin with. Yeah. And me and Trev reached the max level before even beating the game uh, just by playing on hard mode on every mission mm-hmm. through the first, through that playthrough. And they ra- they did raise the, the, the max level to 48. Which I, I, which I, I think was a weird number. Yeah, I can't remember what the original... Honestly, it was like 30 or 35 or something like that. Something like that, like that. but they, they did raise it, uh, which is nice, so... If you have if you played it before and haven't played it in a while you, uh, and didn't know about that, you can go back and like level up more and get more skills. Um, but yeah, honestly, I can't really think of much more to say about Origami Two. No. <laughs> uh, Trev, what you, what you got? You know anything that you played that I hadn't? Uh, <laughs> I know you do. <laughs> yeah. I, I got. One game that I'm going to talk about for a split second. That's just because I got the platinum for it in like five to six, like five to ten minutes. Was a game that I saw. <laughs> it, it's a game that I saw, and I I watched the video for it and read a little bit about it. Just the description. I'm like, this game is so weird. But it was only like 99 cents, so I said fuck it, and I bought it. And that game is Finger Fitness. And, <laughs> and what that game is, is it you. It uses your controller's adaptive triggers and Yeah, everything. the PS5 haptic feedback. Yeah, yeah. Um, to give your fingers a workout, and it <laughs> fucking does. Holy <laughs> shit. That game will tire your fucking fingers out like crazy. <laughs> but, I mean, the music's good. Like, the music's really fucking good, surprisingly. But uh, the gameplay's super simple. I mean, you can... You just spam L2 and R2... Over and over, you'll occasionally have like a like a like a like a balloon float across the screen. You have to spam triangle in order to get it to um, pop. Yeah, yeah, to pop to give you the reward and everything. And you can make the game more difficult by just um, increasing the amount of stamina required to fill up your meter before you have to have your cool off period and everything. Which what your cool off period is after you press so many times, you have to swipe the touchpad. A whole bunch to get your uh, cool off done, which is basically just to give your fingers a little bit of a break. Yeah. But su- super simple game, super 
fucking brain dead game. But I mean, I just find it weird to have the urge to to work out your fingers, though. It's just, <laughs> I, mean, I mean, it was bizarre. But I, I didn't realize how easy it was to get the platinum trophy for it until I looked, and I got done with one session because I had to eat. And it was like, yeah, you have four, you have uh, thirteen out of sixteen trophies. I'm like, oh. <laughs> and so I looked at and so I looked at the trophy and was like, oh, this is piss easy. But I'm like, damn, I got to restart. But no, they put you back where you left off, even if you do close the out, which I think is great. But and so I did that and got the platinum trophy for it within like ten minutes of just playing the game. What are the trophies? Just like get to this level or something like that. It's like get to this level by X amount of stats. It's very one way that I can describe it. It's a very interactive. Um, Fuck, what's it called? Adobe Flash game. It's a very interactive <laughs> Flash game. Because, like, whenever you go to buy stuff, like, a Flash menu pops up. And it even works the same way as a Flash game. <laughs> and everything. It's just a really interactive Flash game. Which, for those youngins that don't know what a Flash game is, it, trust me, whenever we were at school, that was the shit to play right there. Get on a website like Flonga or something like that. <laughs> And you can just play Flash games, which a Flash game, you had to have Adobe Flash, which is discontinued, rest in peace. But it was a game that you got to um, um, just play on the fly. You know, it was one of the ones I like really enjoyed the most, ironically. What? Uh, Sift Wars. Oh, yeah, those are always cool. Yeah, Sift Wars. <laughs> There's a cool. whole fucking franchise of those oh, bastards. Oh, I know. There's like six of them, Trev. <laughs> oh, I know. But yeah, Finger Fitness. Easy game. It was, it's it's a very charming game to say the least. It's a it's a very charming game. But other than that, which I'm going to go into the real meat and beans of the of the topic, which I'm going to say the other game for last because I've only been playing like four or five games in between then is a it's a game called Risk of Rain Two, which I had seen people talk about it in gameplay of, and it looked fun because it was um. I fucking hear my mouth. Damn. <laughs> but, uh, it's still there. Wow. <laughs> Got it now. But, um, it's a roguelike that is extremely different than every other roguelike I've ever played. And, granted, I've only played, like, two roguelites, and I didn't enjoy them at all. And so I just associated all roguelites with that. But, no, this game is... It kind of, from what I've seen, it kind of works like the Binding of Isaac, where you just pick up items and everything like that, and that gives you buffs mm -hmm. and everything. But yeah, you can have a shit ton of items on your character. Like, I managed to get it one time to where I have so much speed, I could hop across the entire map. I've seen it where, like, people pick up 250 of the speed items, which is fucking incredible, I will say that. And for all of you who haven't seen what happens whenever you consume a lot of skooma and Morrowind or Oblivion, it is like that. Like if you were just to consume a shit ton of skooma, you can move your stick forward like an like a centimeter, and your character's like, no. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it's pretty much just like that. Like your character goes in full fucking speed mode. Honestly, like uh, off topic because you brought that up, but like one of the funniest things to me was taking a whole bunch of fucking jet. In Fallout 4, and like as soon as you exit the menu, your character's just like, "Fuck yeah!" yeah. They just, <laughs> yeah, <it's okay. laughs> 
No, no, that's Psycho. Oh, Psycho. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Psycho. You take a bunch of Psycho, and then it's just like, you know what? Fuck guns. I'm just going to use my fist. And then just walk up to like a super mutant behemoth. You'll start beating the shit out of its shins. And you'll kill it in like six punches. And your character's like, oh, yeah. It's like the Kool-Aid man. But, yeah, Risk of Rain. Basically, the whole premise of that game is you get dropped into a planet, and you have to progress to each different uh, environment and while you're collecting items and killing enemies and stuff like that there's 12 playable not there, there's about 10 playable characters and each of them play pretty differently but they're all really fine from what I've experienced um, they all have different kind of items that you kind of want to push for to get like if you have a character who uh, has an ability to where they're Ability will last longer if you have faster attack speed. Then you'll want to go for soldier syringes, which is your, which increases your attack speed and everything, and that way your ability will last longer. But yeah, it's a really really fun game. I uh, I bought it on a whim. I saw it on sale for nine bucks, and I knew that one of my friends played it, and so I decided, you know what, fuck it, it's on sale for nine bucks. I might as well get it, and I got it. And I I put in a considerable amount of time. I've already. I've beaten the game only like twice, two or three times, and that's saying a lot because that game gets really fucking hard, like later down the road. One mechanic that I like about it, the game actually gets harder the longer you're in a mission, or like the longer you're in a session. It gets considerably harder, depending on what mission, well not what mission, what difficulty you're playing on, because there is a base difficulty but then the game only gets harder from there. Yeah. But if you're playing like on hard mode, everything starts on hard. Yeah, on hard and everything. But technically, it still starts like okay. It's really confusing. Let's say you start on hard mode. The bar is still going to be at easy. But then as you progress, it's going to go like to easy, normal, hard, faster, insane. I see you. Ha 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 ha. Yeah, those are like the levels of difficulty that it does and everything. But yeah, the longer you're in there, like it legitimately gets way more difficult. And you have modifiers that you can put on there. Like you get to choose what items instead of it being a random chance of what the item would be. Um, you get to double the amount of enemies, but their health is halved, which is pretty nice considering that enemies. Well, considering that they're going to throw literally twice as many enemies, which it gets very noticeable. But I mean, you you can kill them with like one with one ability, which is really nice. Yeah. But um, fun game. I'd recommend it to anyone who wants it. I know it's on PS4. I'm pretty sure it's on Xbox. It's, it's fun. Turn off. You don't you don't really have to think that hard to it. But I mean, it, it's just a fun game to play, and I enjoy it. But uh, yeah, that pretty much. If I think of anything else that I might want to add, I'll probably add it in later. But. At the moment, I can't really think of anything too bad, other than it's just a really good roguelite. It has really, really, really well, uh, like, really good music that they composed for it, and everything in the art style is really nice too, which I enjoy. Because, because if you can have a, a pretty decent art style, really good music, and a pretty addicted, like, addictive game mechanic, like, like gameplay loop, then, then it's fine. Now, granted, if you die, yeah, you have to like restart it. Fresh, no items, no nothing. Yeah, that's just how roguelikes are. Yeah, that's just a roguelike in general. But what makes this different between other roguelikes, you can't, like, go back to where you died and, like, find your shit or something like that. No, you just, like, start over completely and everything. But, yeah, fun game. I'd recommend it. It might still be on sale. I think the sale ended last month. I can't remember for sure. 
But yeah. I can't remember if it is or not either. But yeah, um, for, for but for nine bucks, I've definitely gotten more than nine dollars worth of enjoyment out of it. Uh, one I'm gonna go over real quick is uh, Sifu. Uh, which I thought that pretty sure I ever talked about it in like the first recent games episode we did or the last one as well. Um, but I picked it up again recently after the updates and stuff where they added, you know, the, uh, other difficulty modes and, uh, the outfits and everything like that. And I was like, you know what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna actually take the time. Oh yeah. They overhauled the training system too, which is one of the main reasons I wanted to pick it back up because in my opinion, that was one of the worst aspects of the game was the training system was ass back before they, you know, overhauled it. Uh, but because before you could only train against like the basic goon the entire time you couldn't train against specific enemies uh, but they made it to where you could train against specific enemies even the bosses uh, as long as you have encountered them once you can uh, train them train against them in the training thing which is great but that was one of the main reasons I wanted to pick it back up because I was like now that they've done this I want to actually you know take the time and actually get better at this game so that you know I'm not absolute dog water at it the entire time like I was when I first played it, you know, and um, well, that's not to me. Sifu is not a game that you just go in being good. Oh no, no, no! no, no. It's to me that, to but me, that like, game is a lot like For Honor. To, you have to work your way to. To me, good. it the overhaul to the training helped out a lot because of the fact that instead of having to play through an entire level just to get to the boss to try and fight them again and try to get better every time doing that. I can just encounter the boss, train against them in the training thing, so that the next time I play that mission, I know I can beat them. You know? Yeah. It's not like, you know, I'm going into a boss fight with absolute uncertainty and whether or not I'm going to win or not because I don't know, I'm not confident in my skill against that boss, you know? Yeah. Uh, which is one of the things I, like, I, I just got really frustrated with in the first place with that game. The reason why I kind of took a break from it was just because it was just me ramming my head against you know the same mission over and over just, just try just boss. to fight the boss and get better at the boss and the enemies in the mission and everything when and now instead of that I can just go to the training thing and be like I'm not very good at fighting this fl the flash kick type enemy so I'm going to train against the flash kick type enemy and get better at reading their moves and so that's helped a long way I know Trevor probably noticed that it has, <laughs> uh, because I actually finally beat the damn game. <laughs> I have beaten it now four or five times or so, probably in total, and, and I have platinumed it. So, which I, I do need to get that game. That was one of the games that I had that I really had on my mind. It, it but it, I, it just, I just never. I just haven't gotten it yet. After they've done the, the training overhaul, that, that right there is the main reason I would recommend it at this point now. Just because of that in general. Yeah. Because it just it, it does so much better at helping you get better and get those enemies down that give you a hard time mm -hmm. than it is to like repeatedly repeatedly to, go through the mission and just keep getting fucked by them until you get good I mean, at that point that is a roguelite that's it, I mean, it, beca but, it becomes a roguelite because you die so many times and it's just repeat like, like rinse and repeat you gotta keep restarting over and at, over at Sifu's core it is a roguelike yeah because all you have is five missions that's all the game is yeah and every if you were to if you restart at a mission uh you revert back to the youngest age you were when you first got there, and on top of that, you lose all the stat boosts you got from any of the shrines and any of the levels. Mm -hmm. So, it, at its core, it is a roguelike. 
Uh, and of course, you also lose your skills that you've unlocked if you haven't permanently unlocked them. Which, if you want to permanently unlock a skill, you have to unlock it first uh, by paying X amount of XP. Uh, let's say it costs 500 XP to unlock like one of the skills. To permanently unlock it, you have to buy that skill five more times after unlocking it. So that's like another... That's 500 times five. Yeah. Uh, but at least the nice thing that they do do is like say you you buy a skill and uh, you only like buy it two more times towards permanently unlocking it. It keeps track of that even if you restart to another mission. Okay. So like say, say you bought like... You bought it once and then bought it two more times, so you have three more times to buy it before you permanently unlock it. Yeah. If you restart to an earlier mission, you lose the skill still because it's not permanently unlocked, mm -hmm. but uh, you still only have to buy it three times after buying it again to permanently unlock it. Yeah, okay. That's but you still have to buy it four times because you have to unlock it again yeah. and then do the... Yeah, it's, it's, it's weird to explain, but that's basically the gist of it, which is nice that they do do that. Uh, which at this point in Sifu, I have permanently unlocked, I think, everything in the skill tree. Uh, but it, it, it is a, it can be a, a very frustrating game. Uh, I know back whenever I was first playing, it was very frustrating because of the problems that I was mentioning earlier with how, you know, to get better at the game in general. I know anybody who, whoever hears this and is like really good at Sifu, even whenever it was, you know, new probably like man this guy sucks i don't give a shit <laughs> the only people that would be good at seafood at the gate are people that have played absolver yeah that, that would be about the only people who would be actually good at that game but i mean it, the the training overhaul the, the outfits is a nice addition too in my opinion because uh, you know you can actually it's only it's only like three extra outfits but still that's that's better uh, yeah. better than nothing uh just wearing the same outfit all the time um but like everything that they've done to uh that they've added to it and everything like that about the only thing they could add that i would like even more is just a boss rush where you just fight all the bosses in a row mm -hmm. that that'd be the only thing they could add to that game that'd make it any better in my opinion at this point because it's already like the game is already satisfying as hell when you get good at it because it's just you, you just you're running into a room Full of like twenty people and kicking their they're kicking their asses, bobbing, weaving, and parrying them all everywhere. You know, like it's it's so satisfying, especially when you get those takedowns and it's like the really fast punching ones. Yeah. Like one of my favorite ones is the uh, like the Wing Chun one. Yeah, it's the one where they're on the ground and you just like kind of step on their foot and you're just like it's just it's just dope. But it, it is a very fun game, and uh, highly recommend picking it up. If, if you were ever frustrated with it before, if you've played it, and you had the same issues that I was mentioning earlier, the training overhaul is fantastic, and it makes it so much easier to get better at a specific enemy or boss as long as you... Of course, there, of course like I was saying, there is the stipulation that you have to like encounter them at least once to be able to train against them, but that's not that big of a deal, honestly. Um... Uh, but yeah, anyway, Trev, your next one? I'm saying it's going to be my next and last one. <laughs> but boy, is there a lot to talk about. The game that I'm about to talk about is a next-gen exclusive, which kind of surprised me. But it is Hell Let Loose. And I can tell you one fucking thing. That game is hell. <laughs> it really is. There are some moments that I am playing that game, and I am scared shitless 
because I am crawling through a fucking wheat field and I have MG, MG34s and MG42s flying over my head. Just, I just have so much 8mm Mauser flying over my fucking head, it's not even funny. <laughs> Damn, is that game fun. It is... One thing that I will say, it is a very hyper-realistic World War II shooter. And one thing that I really like about it is that every gun has, like, its legitimate damage in real life. Because it's not like Warzone where you can shoot someone 30 times with a fucking machine gun and then they won't die. Something like that. No, if you get hit, no matter what the weapon is, if you get hit once center mass, you're dead. Like, you are completely fucking dead. Now, you can still be revived. The only times that you can't be revived is if you get sawed in half with a shotgun. You, uh... <laughs> <laughs> America's calling. <laughs> Which hasn't happened to me yet. But I'm trying to work to the point where I can carry a shotgun. But, uh, you, you get cleaved in half by a shotgun. You get shot in the head, which makes sense because you can't put gray matter back in your head. But, and, um... But also doesn't make any sense that you can get up from a thirty out 6 shot to the to the sternum but there there's you can't well they, they gotta make something video gamey i mean yeah <laughs> yeah you can't be revived if you get a headshot by anything you can't be revived if you get killed by any explosion like any explosion or you get ran over yeah but uh yeah like oh man the amount of realism in that game is so much fun what the the thing that made me get the game is that i already seen tiktoks about it and i was like i really want to get this game but I saw the TikTok of a dude who had a shotgun, and he killed someone at, like, 50 meters with it. I'm like, are you shitting me? I'm like, I am, like, I'm like, fuck it, I'm going, I'm, like, I bought, like, I, I exited TikTok, got on my PlayStation app, and bought it right then and there. <laughs> I'm like, fuck this, it has realistic shotgun range. <laughs> I, I am A-okay with this shit. That's one of my biggest gripes with shooters, because honestly. Because, see, I mean, <laughs> you never see it. You never see anyone get one tap or two tap with a shotgun at 50 meters. <laughs> you don't see that. You Like, the only way that you can really kill someone with a shotgun in a game, like, like in, in like, recent times, the most, like, quote-unquote, like, realistic shotgun mechanics that I can think of in a game were in, like, Battlefield. Yeah. But even then, you still had to be relatively close to do fuck all about it. I mean, that, that, that's uh, shotguns in video games have been the point blank weapon since the first first person shooters. Yeah, because I mean, like to be fair though, back then they had to ha have each weapon have its own use. So yeah. the shotgun just got the up close, basically one shot weapon. Mm -hmm. uh, unless you're fighting a boss and stuff like that. It was that way in Wolfenstein. It was that way in Doom. God. It was that way uh, in Halo. Halo's shotgun sucks ass unless you are at point blank range. Mm -hmm. It is awful. Nobody can tell me otherwise. <laughs> you mean to tell me that in 2552, by the way, we just got done talking about Halo in the last episode. There you go. <laughs> but you mean to tell me in 2552, a shotgun's only got two meters of range, if that? <laughs> it's that, that sawed-off, man. Now, to be fair, if you get close to somebody in Halo with a shotgun, they are dead. Yeah. But... Because it, it blows through their shield and their health bar at the same time with the equal amount of force. But still, I, 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 shotguns have so much more range than video games want to let them have. They do. They have so much fucking range. And, like, okay, I can understand, you know, you can keep close range to shotguns and, like, Doom and stuff like that. It makes sense there. 
That is a video game ass video game. Yeah. But when it comes to like Call of Duties and stuff like that, they just need to nut the fuck up and give shotguns the actual range they should have. But they're not, <laughs> but they're not going to because then that ruins the meta. I don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck either. <laughs> but you don't realize how many millions of people are gonna sit there and bitch. If they get two tapped and Warzone by a fucking shotgun. Dude, fucking dude. Man, uh, multiplayer fan bases are just... Ugh. Which, which one game that I will definitely say has a pretty decent fan base just from what I've experienced is Hell Let Loose. Yeah. Because one thing that I love about it, like, at least 70% of the people roleplay. Yeah, and I mean it's so much. It's so much fun. And like I encountered, you, I, you get those guys that are just like it's like yeah, we got a three over at Oscar Mike. <laughs> yeah, like, like, like legit. That's how that's how that shit is and everything. And it, one thing that I always think is funny is the conversations that you have in the back of a transport truck. <laughs> It's like because you have a transport truck. It's like, so how's the family? <laughs> I mean, that's like, do, the, do they ask you where you ship from and shit? Like, I haven't been asked that yet. But I, I mean, it's always like, how's the family doing? Like at home and everything. It's dude, like, I'm not. I'm not gonna lie to you. One of the first things I used to do after I got my PC, because you know I always wanted to do it, because I saw YouTube videos and stuff like that, was uh, Gmod was already on my Steam. Yeah. And I immediately hopped into Gmod and started fucking with roleplay servers. It was so fucking fun. <laughs> <laughs> like I remember one of the ones that was like the most fun was I hopped into a Star Wars roleplay server and I was roleplaying as like a fucking Imperial prisoner and I was just smack talking all the fucking Imperials to their face. <laughs> It was the funniest shit. <laughs> it's like if you don't, if you keep it up, we're gonna get you on insubordination. I was like, you think I give a fuck? <laughs> but, but yeah, but, but one thing I do like, nobody really like nobody gets upset if you don't role play. Yeah, it's, it's just like an added little tidbit. That's, that's the thing though. It's it's a it's a hyper realistic shooter. So it's the only fan base it's gonna get is a decent fan base. Yeah, because. They're getting people like me and you. Niche game. Yeah, they're getting people like me and you, where we don't care about metas. We don't. We just want to play a game that we feel like would be really fun and have some realistic components to it. One thing I will say about that game. I mean, I've seen YouTube videos talking about oh, these are like the better weapons to get. There is no meta. Yeah. There isn't. If you one tap people. What's the meta? If you one tap, like I can shoot someone's center mass with a fucking pistol and kill them. I'd love that. You can't do that any other game. Like I mean, even if you play Call of Duty in hardcore difficulty or a hardcore mode, yeah, it still takes like three or four shots, five times. bullets to the chest to kill somebody. Yeah, but no, no. In this game, seriously, no matter what you get shot by, if it's center mass, you're going to die. Because I mean, if if a bullet hits your heart, a bullet hits your heart. I mean, yeah, shit. I mean, especially back during World War II, everybody was using. Okay, so you want to know an interesting story about why they use such large ammunition? It's because like during back in the days, whenever the ammunition was first getting developed and everything. Well, not really first getting developed. But whenever they were first starting to go to war, because you know cavalry was a big thing, yeah. like people being on horseback, they're like, "What? They're like, what's better, trying to take out the dude on horseback or take his legs out from underneath them? That way, the that way they can both go down." So that's why they started using bigger calibers. And then nobody used cavalry. <laughs> yeah, 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 they started using bigger calibers to help eliminate that horse factor. And once that horse factor left, then you ended up with people getting freaking wounds in them the size of your fist. Yeah. From from just like a like a singular gunshot. Because I mean, uh, just look at like Russia. Everything was thirty caliber. Every everything was seven six two by either. No, no, everything. Everything was either 762 okay. by 25, 762 by 30 something, or 762 no, okay. by 54. No, in, in World War II, 90% of their arsenal, 
that was like no like 99 of their guns were all chambered in 7.62 by 54 r i don't know if anybody knows how big that bullet is that is a huge motherfucker it's basically 308 caliber if, if anybody knows what 308 looks like no it's no it's bigger than 308 308 is 7.62 by 51 Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. 54s, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. This, it's, bull, it's bigger by three millimeters, and the R adds something different to it, which I ever really can't. It just means I, Russian. Yeah, basically. but, like, they, they have their own little sprinkle of spice on yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, communism. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, but, uh, like, the thing is, though, like, and, like, they, they had the, also, you know, Russia only had, like, the one rifling machine out of the entire country, so, you know, they, they everything was thirty caliber. But, yeah. <laughs> but, like, uh, like, just look at, like, even, like, uh, this, I think the smallest round that was used in World War II was the 9mm. If I could, th- if I'm thinking correctly. Which yeah. was mainly just Germany. Yeah, because I can't think of, uh, because the... I, yeah, I think because I think, our 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 main pistol caliber was forty five. Yeah, and forty five is used for a lot of shit. Yeah, which we used it for, you know, our SMGs, our pistols. And yeah, it was a whole bunch of shit. The only thing that that, that it wasn't used in. Was oh no 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 no! We we used uh we used a uh, thirty carbine, in the M one A ones. Yeah, yeah, and the M one carbines. Yeah, we used thirty. But even even then, that was still bigger than a nine mil. Yeah, but, but like uh, is. I think yeah, I'm pretty sure nine mil was the smallest bullet used in World War Two. If I, I'm probably wrong, but I'm just spitballing. It, it's top of my it's head. one of the smaller ones yeah. used. But, but like it, their machine guns, their rifles, eight millimeter. All, they, yeah, they, <laughs> yeah. And one thing that I, another thing that I will say about this game that I thoroughly enjoy is that you can't customize your weapons. Yeah. Which is makes uh, sense. Which is realistic because you didn't see fuckers out there. You didn't see Nazi Germany out there with fucking red dots on their shit. <laughs> Or like how Vanguard did it, where you could turn an M1 Grand into a 50 cal with a fucking drum mag. Because, I mean, like, the most you would see, like, if you, like, actually if saw... If you saw any modifications, it was a scope. If that. It was a scope and maybe a bayonet lug. And may- maybe, you know, like, they may-, may have etched, like, something into the wood. Yeah, but no, in terms of, like, modifications, like, actual, like, attachments and stuff, it was literally just scopes. Scopes and maybe a bayonet lug. Or, or like, the, your, you know, the M1 Grand uh, grenade launcher tip. Yeah, you know, just stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, everybody has bare-bone weaponry. Which was... Americans are stuck to American guns, which I love. Germany is stuck to German guns, which I love. And the Russians are stuck to their sticks and stones, which I love. (laughs) And their brotherhood. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, speaking of brotherhood, Caleb, yeah. I told Caleb about this. It's really funny to me. Like, they kept it so realistic. Like, the Russians are so poor during all this. Yeah. The, um... The American medics had morphine mm-hmm. to to revive. The German medics also had morphine to revive. The Russians had brotherhood. They would just be like, "Get the comrade, just only flesh wound." Yeah. It's like you take a thirty out six from M1 Garand straight to the chest. It's like, "Get the brother." That's all it was. It was just like, "Here, just, just give him a pat on the back." It's only a flesh wound. But yeah, another like, oh man. There's so much about that game that I love. And every class has its purpose. Yeah. Like, I mean, it has a almost like damn near dedicated purpose. Like engineers, their whole purpose, lay down, lay down mines and build shit. Support units, give support and supplies. <laughs> That's what they do. Machine gunners, self-explanatory. You got LMGs. That's your only job. 
Suppressing fire. Suppressing Here you fire. go. <laughs> that, that is literally it. Suppressing you, you, fire. You see somebody in the in the grass over there, just start opening. Just get <laughs> Exactly. I mean, you have medics. Their only purpose is to revive and heal. Yeah. And uh, there, there's a... You have officers which are in charge of your squad. I, I can I'll, I feel like there's almost a 100% chance that somebody has played that game and has role-played the Hacksaw Ridge medic. And I has And has not killed a single person, just revived people and carried them away and everything. <laughs> I, I can guarantee that there has been someone that's done that. I mean, one thing I will say about it is that the medics don't have shit for ammo. Yeah. Well, like, they don't. Like, for the American medics, you have two reloads. No, 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 you don't have two reliefs. You have two mags, like in total. You have, but then you can also have the M1 carbine, so you have 15 round mags. Yeah, which I think that's correct. I think it's 15 rounds. You have two 15 round mags. That's it. The Germans, you have four. Um, you have four five round clips. I'm using the correct words. Don't at me. They're not all clips, fucker. But, um, <laughs> The, uh, well, what does the German medic use? Uh, the Car 98. Oh, the Car 98? Okay, yeah, okay, Car 98 yeah. and, a, and a Walther P38. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, he carries uh, just four clips. The Russians carry four clips as well for their Mosins. But, like, the pistols that they have, you have... The Americans have six reloads, the Germans have six reloads, and the um, Russians also have six reloads for their sidearm. Which you can get it eventually if you level up your medic enough to where you just have a sidearm. But I think you have way more ammo and potentially way more healing supplies. Oh, okay. But, uh, yeah, every class has, like, almost every class has at least two variations that you can play with on it. Um, Russians don't because Russians, like I said, has six and stones and vodka. That was about the only thing that they had <laughs> in everything. Which... I, like I said, I, I thoroughly enjoy the game. Like, the realism aspect is really nice. One thing that Benny pointed out is that he asked me a question, and I never thought about it. He was like, so do the machine gunners have tracers? I'm like, yeah. I'm like, the Germans have green. He's like, do the Americans have red? I'm like, I've never noticed that. The Americans do have red tracers. And uh, one thing that is pretty significant about that. Is that they like in World War Two? They actually had tracers, so that the Allies could know who was shooting. Yeah, it, like the direction that they needed to go. Oh, okay. And okay, everything. Okay. Yeah, the Germans had a green tracer on every fifth or sixth shot. The Americans had red tracers on every fifth or sixth shot. Okay. And if you're playing in game, you have tracers every fifth or sixth shot. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. And then the Russians, which they didn't do that, but they had they have tracers in the game. Could, to, I don't think they could afford a tracer. <laughs> but they, had, they gave them tracers just to keep everything on a level playing field. Yeah, like, even <laughs> though by far they have the worst LMG, which in my opinion is the coolest LMG, other than other than the bus saw that the Germans have. All German weaponry is fantastic. Kraut space magic, baby. But, uh, <laughs> the DP twenty eight, I I love that gun. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. The dinner plate. Mm -hmm. yeah, I I love that gun. It's such a weird gun, but I love that gun. You know, you're talking about the, the same uh, LMG. The yeah, Tachanka guy? Yeah, the Tachanka. Yeah, yeah, that's the DP-28. Yep. Which, if any of you guys have played Rainbow or heard me talking about the dinner plate, oh, I mean, you should probably know the term dinner plate more than you would DP-28. It's just a circular UFO mag on the top of a LMG and just fucking burst. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, that's all it is. We only have 48 rounds, which sucks so much dick. And compared, compared to, like, the Bryn and, like, the... No, the, no, 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 like, the Bryn's not in the game. Because, the, the, Bryn's yeah, not, yeah, because the British isn't in there. <laughs> oh, well, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> they're going to get added by the end of this year. Oh, okay. Sadly. I didn't but, know they're still adding to that game. 
No, dude. No, that game's still pretty fresh. But yeah, compared to the MG42 and... Compared you know, to the... That, okay, compared to, like, the MG42, the MG34, and the 250-round fucking belt-fed shit that the Browning 1919 is, <laughs> I mean, how are you supposed to compete with that? You have 48 rounds... To 250, 150, and like 200. Dude, how I, do I, you compete with I'm that? I'm just gonna say right now, Browning was <laughs> a fucking menace. It was. <laughs> now, granted, the uh, the Browning 1919, it has a slower fire rate than than the MG34 yeah, MG42. Yeah, but you got 200. You two, yeah, because I was wondering about it because I was playing as a machine gunner. And all I was doing one game was just suppressing fire and on, on my enemies. And I'm like. When is this going to end? Like, I'm just holding my trigger down for what seemed like hours. And, like, my belt was still ever flowing. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm just like, Jesus Christ. And then I eventually thought about it. I'm like, wait, I think the Browning 1919s have 250-round, like, belt-fed, like, boxes. And I'm like, yeah, they do. And, like, I Googled it. I'm like, yeah, they do. Because I was sitting there, I was just like, damn, this is taking forever. MG34 and the MG42, you you run out of ammo really quick. Especially on the MG42. Oh, they fire fast as hell. Yeah, the MG42, that bastard's 1,200 rounds per minute. It's just, it's just yeah. <laughs> which, which one thing I do like about that game, your guns don't overheat. Oh, that's which, not... which isn't un, which it Which is unrealistic. Yeah. But, excuse me, but um, I think the only reason that they don't overheat is because I think maybe the Germans had more than just like a standard like 150 to 200 round box mag on it and everything like that, like in like IRL. That's why they would overheat. But, uh, yeah. How, you, you can't compete with that. Like, the DP-28 is cool as shit, but then again, like I said, you have guns that have literally quadruple the amount of ammo than what yours does. Mm-hmm. And you have to reload way more. Your fire rate's way shittier and everything. Now, granted, like I said, it's still a one-tap on everything. So a lot of the ammo that you're shooting, it's just fire for effect at that point. But at the same time, I mean, it sucks. Because you don't have, like... You're at a severe disadvantage compared to other machine gunners. Exactly. You can't lay down the heat that you can with, like, as a German. Like the Browning. (laughs) Yeah, like, as a German, as an American. You don't have the same heat. Yeah. Which is something that the the British are going to suffer from as well. Mm Mm-hmm. Because the the Bren is a single single mag. No, no, they're going to go with the Lewis gun. Oh, the Lewis... Oh, okay, okay, okay. If I had to take a while... It's it's basically the same... It's in the same boat as the the DP. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Lewis gun's basically the same thing as the DP-28. Because it has a huge dinner plate on top of it as well, but the round count is like 54, I think. It's not much more. It's not much more, but, I mean, they didn't really have anything else. Yeah. They didn't really have anything else. I mean, the main, I mean, like, like the biggest competitors whenever it came to, you know, good guns in the war was America. And Germany. Germany. Germany, definitely. Germ- they, they, they were on the, top of the game, man. The thing, that, the thing that hindered Germany from the very get-go is that they were still using bolt-action rifles whenever we were using semis. Yeah. I mean, But also, the Germany did technically like almost make the first assault rifle. Yeah, I mean, they so, did. Which, one thing about the STG-44 is that they weren't actually that widely in use. Yeah, they really weren't. Because, like, by the time that they were going to be put in use, it was about the time... I mean, it's called the STG-44 for reason, because it was made in 44. Yeah. Which was literally at the very end of the war, because the war ended in 45. But, um, by the time that they got all these weapons produced, they're like, oh shit, we're getting pushed back too far. And I can't remember where, but they ended up shipping them off to somewhere in the mountains to hmm. kind of keep them away and everything, if I'm not mistaken. Someone can someone can bitch at me in the 
there aren't comments. This isn't a YouTube video. <laughs> if someone wants to at me on Facebook or Instagram, I mean, I'll, I'll take it on the chin. I mean, I'm speaking off off of false memory right now. Yeah. But uh, literally, our knowledge is whatever's in our head, so we yeah, could I be mean, wrong. So yeah, I mean, they, they were shipped off to somewhere that was irrelevant. Very few of them actually saw use. Yeah. Now the MP40 got a lot of use. That was like... Oh, yeah. Yeah, the MP40 and the Car 98 were literally like the two biggest ballers that Germany had. And like maybe the Gewehr. The Gewehr was used a little bit, but yeah. I like the Gewehr 43 more than I do the M1 Garand. I'd say definitely their most used, like in terms of like, not not excluding sidearms, their most used weapons were definitely the MP40, the, the Car it, 98, and the MG42. Yeah, the MG42, yeah. Yeah, most definitely. And, uh, but yeah, Americans, they, they kind of steamrolled that a little bit. Coming in with semi-automatic weapons off like out of the gate, and <laughs> yeah. everything. Which one thing that I will say, I do not, I, I, I do not like playing as an autom like any kind of infantry that has an automatic rifle, or any kind of automatic weapon that isn't a machine gunner, because like I said, granted, it's still a one tap, but the control, even if you burst, is still shit. Like I mean, it is so shitty. Like the Thompson or anything like Dude, that. Dude, controlling or? with the Thompson is fucking AIDS, man. <laughs> which is why they got rid of the Thompson. Oh, they got rid of it? Yeah, which no, not in the game, but no, which is why they started getting away from using the Thompson. Oh. That's what the I mean, shit, you you got a, a decently high fire rate SMG that fires forty five ACP. I mean, not, I wouldn't say decent fire rate. Yeah, well, you know, fast. <laughs> I mean, which is I, I'm lowballing it, but you know, <laughs> which is why they came out with the grease gun. Yeah, it's because for one, the grease gun was ten times cheaper. All it was is fucking stamp metal. Yeah, and everything. I mean, it's kind of like how the MP38 ended up becoming the MP40, MP40, because yeah. it was basically just turned into stamp metal. Yeah, I mean, because it was it was cheaper to produce. It didn't fire quite as fast, which would which led to more accuracy, less rounds that were just completely shot to the fucking dirt. Yeah, and everything, and it was easier to control. And the Thompson was very expensive to make. Yeah. Especially when Colt was making them. Have you ever held a Thompson? Uh, I held the... Uh, uh, oh, the, oh, the Trump Thompson? Yeah, the Trump Thompson at, uh, whenever they had it at Gary's. Yeah, I held that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I, that, that, we had a fella bring in... Bring in a, uh, it, was a, it was an anniversary edition of the Chicago typewriter. And it was chrome and gold-plated. Mm. And maybe it was... I'm not sure if it was because it was chrome and golded out. But that motherfucker was heavy. I could not imagine having to trek with probably like at least six magazines. With what's considered a submachine gun. Yeah. <laughs> See, that motherfucker's huge. <laughs> Thompsons are huge, man. I mean, shit, their stock was as long as a rifle's. I mean, which is why you see a bunch of gangsters put it underneath their armpit. Yeah. That's the only thing that makes logical sense. Because, I mean, hell, Counterweight, baby. Whenever I was sitting there holding it, I'm like, this is the only thing that makes sense to me. Like, I understand why gangsters were gangster now. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, we're getting close to the time up. Um, Hell Let Loose, super fun game. Tanks are scary as shit. Um, <laughs> LMGs are scary as shit. You will die more times than you think you will. KD does not matter in that game. No. KD is fucking irrelevant. <laughs> Although I will say, I did get a really, I did have a really impressive run. I got 40 kills and 12 deaths. I was really, <laughs> really proud of myself on that one. But you want to know what I was using? An MG34. <laughs> the entire time. But yeah... Fun game if you have if you can get it on next gen I'll gladly play it with you. Um, don't it, it's a hard game to get into it really is because you will die just from seemingly nothing, and that's because shadows are security and any kind of cover you get is security 
and everything, you will get shot halfway across the map and not know what the fuck is going on. You won't see anybody until you're like almost in the thick of it, or or if you're being patient. Pa- that game is a patience game. Yeah. But um, uh, I want to talk about that game more, but like I said, we really have to close down. But uh, yeah. Anyway, so uh, this has been another episode of Outside Disabled. As always, I'm your host Caleb Center. And this is me, Trevor King Thick. And we'll catch you guys in the next episode. Ciao.